<laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> you're not going to edit this one because you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to listen to my song. I don't like my voice. <laughs> Eliza, keep this in. Eliza, keep this in. All right. Cue the intro music. Hello and welcome to Core Communication, a Core Legaya podcast of conversations from POS's 2020 interns. Today's host, Yol, and here I have with me. Hi, I'm Leanna. Um, I'm the treasurer intern. Um, my mentor is Nicole Luna. Shout out to Nicole. Love you. And um, an eye color that I wish I had was green. I think that'd be pretty cool. What green. kind of green? Like, not like a lime green, maybe like a dark green, like, like, uh, Shigo from Kim Possible. That'd be cool. Like a forest green? Mm, emerald. Do you know, do you know anybody who has, a uh, green eyes? Mm, no, because <laughs> the majority of my friends are Asian. Oh. <laughs> It's weird because my friend, I have a friend, her eyes are olive. She has like the prettiest eyes I've ever seen that like aren't blue. And she's half white. Now she's like three quarters white and one quarter Filipino. But her mom doesn't have colored like she ha- her mom has brown eyes, I think. Oh. So I was like, where did the eyes come from? <laughs> Something doesn't add up. <laughs> All right, here's a warm-up question, and then I'll ask a prelim question. Okay. So this this is a question from me to you, but what's your favorite place to punch? Well, I want to know what I should like be careful for, you know? um okay stomach is like the most is the easiest to access it's just right there it's at my my height but I think my favorite place to well yeah yeah favorite place to punch and kick it's like the head (laughs) Uh, there's this one time um this was for black belt training like two years ago. I was fighting this, uh, my friend's brother, mm. but like they're younger than me. So he's still a little immature, but he's taller than me. He's like six foot and I'm like five foot. Mm-hmm. And um, I was getting frustrated because he kept scoring points on me and he was like, fine, fine. I'll give you a freebie here. I'll put my, he, so he put his arms, find his back And he's like, okay, go ahead, hit me. And he thought I was going to, like, hit him in the stomach. But I hook-punched him in the head. And uh, he came up to me after class. And he was like, I can't hear out of my right ear. And I was like, I am so sorry. Was he (laughs) laughing, though? Yeah, he's laughing. Because he, like, I mean, it didn't hurt him. But, because he's a tough guy. But, like... He's like, man, I can't hear. But he's he's good now. What happened to me with my ear story? <laughs> I wonder if uh, I wonder if my mic will pick up. <laughs> that was so loud. That's uh that's my special talent. But I can't do it anymore because I don't want my ear to rapture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I have a preliminary. What kind of YouTube recommendations did you get in the beginning of quarantine? Mm, 
like what's the most what what popped out I think like so I watch um the vlog squad people like David Dobrik and Scotty Sire uh Zane and Heath like those people and then what came up was like people related to them so I started watching more Carly and Aaron and um Joe I forgot his last name Ugh, it's Joe that guy and Scotty's girlfriend Jack also started a YouTube channel so I'm watching her now and Mm. so it's been keeping me entertained (laughs) so yeah just more of that you didn't get any like weird ones like just like rent like videos that you wouldn't think about watching and then you just click it because it's like why did YouTube put this on my feed no really (laughs) Uh uh-uh when I when quarantine started, I got videos about giving a kitten a shower. Giving a what? A kitten. Oh. A I was like, I don't like cats, and I don't look up videos with animals in it. So I ended up watching it, and I, like on YouTube, I don't, I don't even know what I watched on YouTube. I didn't use YouTube. <laughs> But now I'm watching VTubers and like, like, how did I get from cats to, to, to act animated Japanese actors? <laughs> so VTubers didn't start until, or you didn't start watching them until quarantine? Yeah. Oh. July. <laughs> yeah. And quarantine started like what, February? March. March. So I had cat videos. So, like, think about how I felt when I was watching a cat to dog, to dog vlogs, Korean dog vlogs, (laughs) to an assortment of cooking videos, to Japanese VTubers. It's like, anyway. Leanna, Mm -hmm. do you have any habits? Like, bad like, habits? Good habits? Any, any habits. Like physical habits, verbal tics, uh, mental habits. Mm. You know, like, turn off the light three times and flush the toilet twice. Not like that. But, like, I have this one thing. Like, if I'm really deep in thought, or whatever, like, if I'm taking a test or something, or if I'm concentrating really hard, I, like, I pick at my, God, this sounds so gross, I pick at my, my lips, like, that's my thinking, like, you know, some people, like, scratch their head or whatever, mine mm-hmm. is, like, huh, I don't know, and then, that's, that's my habit, I don't know where it came from, though. Have you ever, like, picked so much that it started bleeding during a test? Oh, <laughs> Uh, okay, to be honest, yeah, but, like, it didn't, like, bleed, like, badly. I was just, like, that is the blood. I taste blood, and then I would stop. Like, that's what makes me stop, like, if I start bleeding or if I'm done concentrating. <laughs> that's kind of scary. I know. Also, try to not do that anymore. <laughs> I know, but it's a bad habit. Mm. No other ones? Just that? That really the, the biggest one you have? You know, small ones. Any and all. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. Oh, I cracked my neck. Like, like that. Have you gone to a habit of doing that a lot? I mean, when my neck feels, like, stiff, or if I'm, like, thinking because I go like that and then I'm like oh crack <laughs> like I look up to the side when mm-hmm. I think and then like oh yeah I need to crack my neck and then that happens so when you, you so you're like you're picking your lip mm, let me crack my <laughs> neck oh let me crack my neck no <laughs> okay well so I'm a karate 
Oh man. Okay. So let's let's start from the beginning. What got you into karate? Well, okay. So my younger brother started karate before me. And at the time I was still doing gymnastics and like but my gymnastics schedule didn't like interfere with his karate schedule. So sometimes before or after uh, gymnastics, I would go watch him during class, like with my mom and stuff. Mm. And I was like, I could do that. But like, I was like too scared to join or whatever. But then at this point during gymnastics, I wasn't really advancing or whatever. I was like stuck at the mm. intermediate level. I wasn't going anywhere. And so my mom was like, I do karate instead. I mean, like, oh. <laughs> you've been stuck here for a while. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Because I didn't really have friends in gymnastics. And um, I mean, my only friend was my cousin, but she's older than me and she was like already advanced. So we weren't even in the same class, same days anymore. So we didn't get to see each other. And so I was like, yeah, sure. So I quit gymnastics for karate. I started karate and then um from the start like the instructor and the assistants were like Nana you're really good like you you punch hard and like you're already really coordinated and I guess they saw like potential in me but I was like too scared to act in it so that's what like started it and then um so yeah, this all potential in me and they're like, Leanna, you should come to the competition training classes. And um, I trained for a little bit and then I went to my first competition and I got third place um, for, but it wasn't like uh, impressive because it was just like, you know, first timers and then the, the lower ranking belts. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't all that like impressive. But then at the end of the year, they have a competition called finals. And it's like where the best of the best compete to be, to be the best of the best of the best, you know? Right. So um, I qualified for that and mm. competed and I won like the grand prize for my division, like my age and rank division. And I was like, mm, Okay. <laughs> Poggers, poggers. <laughs> so that gave me some confidence and then um so the next year comes and I was on like I was like ready to compete again I was like yeah this is great and so I I went into the next competition like all confident and stuff and I lost and I was so sad but then I I looked at it and I was like now this is just telling me to like you know keep trading and improve my craft and since that day or since that competition I always won I mean this isn't even to like boast about it or whatever but like I was really good right. at karate and I would win like first place and grand prize at like every competition and but there was always this one girl that I was scared of and so she's a little older than me but eventually I you know I got older and I got into her division and then this is like around the finals time so end of the year and so we were put against each other to go against each other for best of the best. And she didn't, like, I beat her. And I made her not qualify for the oh. competition. And I was like, I just beat, like, the impossible. And then I became the impossible. And people were starting to be, to, like, fear me. So, like, yeah, that's... Wow, I just told you my entire story. <laughs> I mean, 
That's uh, less questions for me to ask. <laughs> but for the competitions, uh, the like, like tournaments. Yeah. And were they like interstate? Yeah, they're all like local. Um, a lot of them happened in like the Bay Area, but it was. Uh, I forgot the word, but yeah, yeah, I think interstate, it was all, um, just local karate schools and stuff, but there were a few times where, or was it a few times? No, there was this one time where I traveled to, I think it's Nevada. I don't know. It was for a world's competition. And, or was it international? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even remember. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, let me, let me, let me check. I want to, let me fact check this. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had to go out of state and miss a few days of school for this competition. And I was really like worried for it because I was like, man, it's gonna be like competitors I've never gone against before. And you know, like bigger schools, bigger, more competitors and stuff. Yeah. But then we got there and I, like there weren't that many people in my division because I was a girl and the majority of the competitors were boys. Like even my friends who I was traveling with, they didn't have um, that many people to go against either. So in a way, it was kind of like an automatic win. But then, so it was an automatic win when I won first place. And then everyone <laughs> who gets first place for that age goes against each other, like regardless of their ranking. And then we went against each other, and then I won. So that was pretty cool. But it was it was a fun experience, though. So they didn't make you, like, spar and do forms against uh, boys? No. Like, that's – I think that's a separate division. Mm. But I didn't – I wasn't in that. Hmm. Did we oh, know? it was in L.A. It was in L.A. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Hmm. That's, that's something. All right. Um, on with uh, karate. How have you grown because of karate? So, before I started karate, I was, like, hella shy. I mean, I'm still pretty shy, Mm. but less than I was before. And karate kind of forced me to not be so shy. I mean, especially with competing and stuff. Like, I really had to be um, out there, I guess, like, when I'm... Uh, introducing myself to the judges or whatever like I have to show confidence and stuff otherwise it's already like points taken off and stuff if I'm like too quiet or you know too timid so it made me like a lot I mean I guess confident in a way like when I became like one of the top competitors and then I also became one of the teacher assistants at karate. And so, like, it helped me um, gain leadership experience and stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, that's how it's helped me grow as a person. Like, more confidence, leadership roles. And, like, it gave me like a tougher mindset in a way like you know when I get knocked down I just have to get back up right away I can't um ponder on it you know 
but now that I'm not in karate anymore, um, <laughs> I feel like I've kind of lost that part of me a little bit, and I feel uh, a little more fragile nowadays. And I tend to get in my feels a lot, but like, I don't know, just a mindset type of thing. So uh, back to something you said earlier, when you, when uh, the instructor said that you had potential, the, what rung in my head was, wow, this girl's really violent. <laughs> <laughs> well, not for like fighting. I hate, okay, I hate sparring, but like only because I don't like getting hit. I like oh. hitting people, oh. but I don't like getting hit. Oh, you're a bully. <laughs> I mean, I'll feel bad about it, but like <laughs> when when I get all fueled up with anger and confidence, I'm like, bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Oh, so like hitting people makes you feel stronger, huh? Well, I mean, yeah, kind of, because... <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, I'm only, like, five feet tall, and, like, you know, I have to look up at everyone, literally, and I always feel, like, inferior to people, regardless of, like, their age, like, even if they're younger than me, but they're taller than me, I'll still, like, that's it, put them on a higher pedestal, pedestal. yeah, mm. than myself. So, I guess, like, um, hitting people, I guess, like, help me gain confidence that I actually do have some type of power over people. And it also helped me um, release any anger I had from, Man. like, school or whatever, any stress, you know? Mm. But, like, not on people. Those, like... Releasing anger, that's all in the punching bags and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But then you still hit me. Okay. When I hit you, that's like... (sighs) Okay, I don't hit you out of, like, hate or whatever. I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, like... That's... I guess that's, like, one of my ways, like, I show affection. Because, like... If I do hit you, then, like, I'm comfortable with hitting you. So then, like, I know it's a safe place where I can just, like, playfully punch you. you know? But, like, <laughs> not to, like... Pain. I don't feel safe. <laughs> not to, like, inflict pain. I'm just, like, pow, you bro, I, or whatever. <laughs> I hope you know how hard you actually hit. It's It's pretty painful. Is it actually? Yeah, if I didn't, if I wasn't like in Taekwondo, that would hurt so much. (laughs) Because I have to, I have to flex to brace for impact. (laughs) I mean, I could hit harder, but I, I, I don't. (laughs) I, I don't. I don't know if that's supposed to make me feel more scared or comforted. Uh, how about comforted? <laughs> because uh, I won't, I'm controlling myself and I'm not going all out. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> um, when you said that you beat the unstoppable force, the raid boss, so to speak, <laughs> um, and that, uh, that role became yours did you feel respected or did you feel feared i think more respected i wouldn't say feared because like i made friends with my competitors i'm still friends with uh one of them today Mm -hmm. and um like sometimes some of them would like come up to me and ask for tips and stuff 
you know, and I'd be like willing to help them and stuff because I want them to improve and, you know, um, feel the way I feel. Mm. And um, one of the uh, competitors I made friends with, um, he's like improved a lot and I'm really proud of him. He got his black belt too. Nice. And <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. That was really nice. And another one of the competitors I made friends with, like, before we used to be, or I, at least I used to feel, like, salty towards her. Because mm. she, she and her siblings. I have to go against her siblings, too, because we're all, like, the same age. But um, I used to feel a little salty against them because I was, like, man, you guys are making me work hard. But then eventually it became like friendly competition. Mm. And I'd be glad to be um, competing against slash with them. And like, you know, if one of us loses, then we'd be like, oh, I hope you win and beat the beat this other person for me, you know? Nice. So it was like, it was, it was good times. Nice. Beautiful camaraderie, as the kids say. <laughs> as the kids say. Um, so, finals just ended. It's your first semester, freshman. But what was your major? How did you feel about your first semester and are you confident in your coming career your coming your coming college career um so i'm majoring in business um in marketing mm. um my finals went pretty well um i i got all i ended with all a's and a b and a c i think oh. it's not too shabby I'm, I'm proud of myself for that but um my confidence in my college career i mean i don't know i kind of only chose business because i didn't know what else to do with my life i feel like what you're passionate about isn't the same thing as like a career your future mm -hmm. career it's like I thought about majoring in music like I considered it but then I was like well if I do major in music like the only job I'd be able to get or whatever is like teaching and I feel like that's not gonna be enough to um support myself financially in the future and stuff unless I like made my own business with it but even then I don't think I have like the credentials to even teach music so I went with business because uh I was like oh they'll leave like a lot of open doors and opportunities for me because I feel like it's such a broad um feel yeah yeah that like I could do anything with a well, not anything, but, you know, like, mm. I have more options with a business major. Like, in a way, I'm kind of following my dad's footsteps because he also went to East Bay. Both my parents went to East Bay. And then my dad majored in business, but now he's a mailman. So, like, yeah, I could go. I have any possibility. Hmm. Man, one day I'm going to teach you about Ikigai. About what? It's a, it's a Japanese concept about passion and career and purpose. Very beautiful. I'll probably tell you about that in the future. Um, so with that, this is a series of, these next questions are going to be about uh, the future 
and you, but separate. Like, well, okay. Anyway, <laughs> so let's start off with what do you want to show off to the world? And if not the world, just people in your community, the people who surround you. What do you want to go out and do and say, hey, look, I did this or I am this. I feel like I can't really see that far into the future. Like, I genuinely don't know what I want to do with my life yet. Like, I've never had, like, a dream job or whatever. Mm. But, like, if we're talking, like, currently, um, I just auditioned for the Kai musical. Let's go! <laughs> And, you know, if I get in and I get a role, then I think that'd be pretty cool to, like, share with my family and friends. I'll be like, look, that's me. I did that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't usually do stuff like that. I mean, I was in choir, but I feel like it's not the same as, like, a musical and acting and stuff. So I'm really stepping out of my comfort zone Mm. with this one. It's really daunting at first, but I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm exploring myself, and it's it's a process. <laughs> right on. But is there nothing, nothing like even in the past that you've done that you want people to know? It's like things you're proud about. Um. Well, the things I'm proud about, I feel like people already know about me. Like, I got my black belt two years ago. Mm. Um, I... Oh, last summer? Or when was it? Two summers ago? Oh, man. I don't even remember anymore. Mm. <laughs> Quarantine made me lose my concept of time. Anyways, I, I traveled to Korea with my choir for a choir competition and it's like a worldwide competition so they're like choirs from Canada, China, Taiwan, Korea, Mm. stuff like that you know and we won not only first place in both of the categories we competed in but like we also won the Grand Prix so like overall out of all the choirs. Wait wait they they call it they call it the yeah. Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Grand Prix. Don't really know why, but I'll show you. I'll show you. I'm not even like lying. Big deadass called it the Grand Prix, but that was pretty cool. Like winning the overall prize. Man, they got NASCAR in Korea. That is so bizarre. What? The, I wonder what pre stands for. Let's look it up. What is a pre? Good question. Prize? Oh, it's a prize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 I look a fool now. It's okay, I do too. I didn't know either. <laughs> the French and their silly words. Um. Okay. Well, I know that you don't. Not that I've. Okay. <laughs> You just told me that you know you never had a dream job, and the future is a mystery. Tomorrow's a mystery, and yesterday's history. But today is a gift because it's a present. Present. Ha <laughs> ha. What is that from? Kung Fu Panda. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Actually, it might. Be. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I hate Kung Fu Panda. Skadoosh. Um, where do you want to be? Huh? Where do you want to be? It could be in the future. It could be right now. Where do I want to be? Yeah, like may it not be. You could think of it geographically, but it's more of mentally, physically, metaphysically, just. Where do you want to be with your life? 
I think I'd only want to be in the future if I knew, like, that I'm content with myself there. But since there's, like, so much, like, unknown with the future right now, I'm perfectly fine with staying in the present and stuff. Mm. I mean, my life is, like, pretty good as it is. Got some great friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, minus whole quarantine, but the life I'm living right now, it, it's not too shabby. <laughs> not too shabby. Typically. Okay. Are you proud of yourself? I mean, yes and no. I've had like some great, good like accomplishments and stuff mm. uh, throughout my life but um, in some ways I'm not proud of myself with like my mental health and the way I could be a little more responsible sometimes and taking care of myself mm-hmm. but I mean I'm alive that's something you know I'm still healthy, so, and you know, it's something to be proud of. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Mm. <laughs> like I've made it this far. Why stop now? Right on. I thought <laughs> that. So, uh. Sorry, that's just like so minimal, you know? Like, never mind. I'm going to continue. I I just got like PTSD, not PTSD. I got, am I even human? Anyway, <laughs> what do you, what do you want to improve on, Leanna? Improve on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Well, for starters, um, my body, like, I used to be so fit during karate and stuff, like, athletic and stuff, mm-hmm. and I've kind of lost some of the muscle I had back then, so mm. I want to get back in shape. That'd be pretty cool. Um deeper I want to improve like my mental stability because I feel like I'm sad all the time and I wish like I mean it'll be a process but I wish like um I could look at the more positive side of things more often Mm -hmm. I tend to um overthink and think of every single possible outcome and I like I tend to focus on like tiny details too much, especially if they're negative. Mm-hmm. And so I wish I could like change. I want to improve like that. My mindset, you know, right? Because like I don't want to. What's it? <laughs> I forgot. Like pass it on to other people like I don't want to bring down other people's spirit right on you know mm. a a famous Chinese tactician once said every plan fails in the face of the enemy when he said that it was meant to not say that you weren't supposed to prepare for these scenarios that may or may not happen, right? Like all 49 outcomes of one word versus two words, right? It's okay to prepare, but to not adapt and face the situation and think about the situation when you're in it. That's when 
not only does the plan fail, but so do you, right? So that's on it. This has honestly been helping me a lot because I do the same thing. I, you know, shower thoughts, yeah, thinking about past arguments that like, oh, I should have said this. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. actually they actually have a term for that it's a it's a French term, but it's called um, stairway thinking. Um, but the best answer is to walk away. Um, but I, I st- do it sometimes still. And what's helped me was that phrase. And now I just think less and my mind has become more free. Not that it's healthy or anything, <laughs> but Knowing when to start adapting instead of worrying about each and every single detail of a plan that's inevitably going to fail. Like which one just sounds better, right? The adaption to, to go with the flow rather than force the river to bend to you. It's dumb. Man isn't supposed to be doing that anyway. So relax, chillax, take a pill. (laughs) Anyway, that's too much about me. But mental health. Get there, you know? And that's going to sound stupid. Like, oh, how am I going to get there? <laughs> that's up to you. Um, let's, let's, this other question. I was watching anime and this question popped up. <laughs> I was like, hmm, thing about Leanna, she wants to talk a lot about this kind of stuff related, but maybe not this question in particular. But the question is, what do you do when someone you've fallen in love with falls in love with another person? So in context, um, Let's say you have friend A and friend B. You spent most of your life with friend A. And thing, as you get older, you start to learn more things, blah, blah, blah. But then something else you learn is that you might have romantic interests in friend A. But you know that friend A likes friend B. And let's go far into the future to where you guys are all still friends, except friend A comes up to you, comes up to you and says, I'm going to marry friend B. What do you do? Well, I mean, from the very beginning of me knowing that friend A likes friend B, I'd like be supportive of that and I let them go and I'd be like I am all here for it you know and I like help them and be their wingman and stuff and um (laughs) and and use my unhealthy coping mechanisms to stop my feelings for friend a Mm -hmm. you know um and then if they're marriage I'd be like, yes, you know, I don't know. I just be supportive about it. Like, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't want to interfere with their relationship. That's like unfair to both of them. Like if they're both happy and it's just an inconvenience to me, you know, like that's kind of stupid, like kind of childish and immature to not let them go through with the marriage or whatever, just because I like friend A. Like, no, I'm I'm going to be supportive about it. I mean, unless friend B is, like, a shitty person, they'll be like, eh, maybe you shouldn't marry them. But, like, yeah, I'd be really happy for the both of them and I'd support them no matter yeah. what happens. You think you'd be <laughs> really happy for them? I'd be happy for them, but with myself, I'd probably be kind of sad about it. 
so yeah so here's the next part do you before they get married do you tell friend a your feelings or keep it a secret forever let it die in your tomb is this assuming i still have feelings for them yeah like because if i okay speaking from like past experience so like you know i like someone and they like someone else but then you know i'd cope with it and stop liking them so i feel like if we're going that far into the future where they're getting married to friend b Mm. I already wouldn't have feelings for them anymore. Well, uh, the question was like, but if I had, you didn't, you didn't know that they're going to get married and you didn't actually know that from anyone friendly. It was just like, Oh, they just came up to you and said, Hey, I'm going to get married. Oh, well then. Do you tell them? No, I, I wouldn't tell them. Man. I like this is me putting their happiness over mine I guess and I mean I feel like it's not really that much of an inconvenience to me and it really shouldn't be Hmm. but you know I'm happy if they're happy so (laughs) Hmm. okay well then let's take this with real life um when there's someone you like and you know that it, you'll probably just get rejected. Like that's that's a hundred percent sure. Do you still tell them, or do you just live with the fact that they'll never reciprocate your feelings, and you'll just have an unrequited love forever, or until you find something else? Hmm. Okay. Well, I I probably, no, I wouldn't tell them. Because, like, okay, if I already know I'm going to get rejected, then, like, what's the point? You know, it's just going to suck. I'm going to feel bad about it. So then I'd probably try to make the best out of our friendship, whether that be, like, become friends with them or be closer friends with them. Mm. And, like, in a way, it's, I don't want to say, like, satisfying, but, you know, it's satisfying, like, the feelings I have for them, mm-hmm. but then, like, the feelings I have for them will turn into more of, like, a, like, platonic type of love, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd rather have that, like, if they're really that important to me, I feel like that would be better than getting into a relationship with that person because I wouldn't want to risk our friendship. You know, if something were to go bad, something were to go wrong in their relationship, then that would suck to lose that person, you know? Mm -hmm. But then there's also times where like a platonic friendship turns into a relationship then that's 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 really great. <laughs> Who do you want to beat up? Oh, that's scary. You actually thought about it. <laughs> well, I'm kind of curious. What are you thinking about? <laughs> well, I'm like going through like the list of people but like I feel like if I were to beat them up that would just be kind of stupid and uh really immature of me so I wouldn't beat anybody up yet (laughs) yet (laughs) all right well let's wrap this up with final word what do you want to tell the world? You know, it's like a little message. Hey, hey, 
like Angelo said, uh, everyone listening is cute. So. <laughs> All right. Um, first off, don't take anything I said as advice. Do what you want to do. Take a leap of faith. Um, you know, don't don't copy me. That's a bad idea. <laughs> um, second. Uh, okay, honestly, I don't know. I'm really bad at like comforting people and giving advice. But um, if you ever have any doubts about yourself or whatever, just know that I believe in you. Even if we don't know each other, at least there's someone out there oh. that... <laughs> that um, that's got your back and you can always come talk to me like introduce yourself let's be friends you know so put your at put your at put your at uh my instagram handle leanna r wong no spaces no periods no nothing leanna r wong all right same thing as my snapchat leanna r wong all right <laughs> discord also leanna r wong yeah I it better be it better be. <laughs> the old one that's nasty like like just a general thing like a message like i like apple juice like that's the message like nothing it doesn't have to be like advice or nothing all right general message uh my go-to boba order is jasmine green milk tea <laughs> with lychee jelly uh and less ice thank you <laughs> all right i actually don't have my closing my closing message on hand. Okay. That concludes Leanna's interview. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, I talked to her, hit her up. She posted her socials. Uh, her spotlight just came out a couple days ago. Um, and thank you for listening. I'm your PR intern, Joel from Corley Gaia. And that's Core Communications.